Yes, sir. Alright, what is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered, hosted by Cameron and I. Um, it's a pretty big week. We got the divisional round coming up. You know, we just uh, got done with a really interesting week. Um, I mean, the games were not as interesting, but there are a lot of blowouts, a lot of um, dominant teams. The only game really that was uh, <clears throat> more competitive was the Bengals and Raiders game. Mm-hmm. That was and, the very um, first one. Yeah, the the first game uh, and the 49ers and uh, Cowboys game. Um, yeah. The rest were just like complete blowouts. Um, nobody really expected it to be that bad for like the Cardinals um, or the called i mean i'm pretty sure people expected that for the steelers uh, i expected that too um and mm-hmm. i don't know uh which other ones oh philadelphia as well uh, i didn't expect philadelphia to do that much and they really they actually did less than what i thought they would do i don't <laughs> know how that happens but um anyways yeah so we're just gonna you know jump into those previous games right now and you know talk about those games um how do you feel about uh, who, who came out the top out of all of these teams? Because a lot of these teams were very, very similar. Oh, like who had the like <clears throat> the, who had the biggest win of the wild card? Yeah, who had like the most dominant performance, or who who made it like they are the team to beat in the playoffs as of right now? Not 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 including Green Bay or Tennessee. Um, I was, I mean. I think the two most impressive performances had to be, I think, Buffalo at home against New England. Um, yeah. Them scoring on literally every single drive against oh, yeah, in yeah. that in that weather. Yeah. And um, against a good defense um, like New England's, I thought that was really impressive. It makes the the game tomorrow night between Buffalo and yeah. Kansas City all the more harder if it wasn't already hard enough to choose. Yeah. Um, we'll get to our picks for that, but I was really impressed with Buffalo. Josh Allen looks looks great. He looks like yeah. he looks like the most I'd say complete qu- quarterback in this postseason in terms of you know you can do it all. Um, exactly. As a passer, you know I would still <laughs> say like Aaron Rodgers is the best passer, but yeah. Um, I but think Josh Allen as a uh-huh. Josh Allen as a dual um, has looked great. I think he had what two rushing two rushing one of one of his touchdowns was a rushing touchdown at least, and that's something Kansas City will have to look out for. Um, and then I was also really impressed with um, the Rams' performance on Monday Night Football. Um, I was what I thought is scary is. You gotta be worried if you're a Bucks fan or yeah, definitely, or just a Brady fan, <laughs> um, because because the Rams put up what 34 points against Arizona and they didn't even have that great of a day running the football. Exactly. So, yeah, they had like mm-hmm. split carries with Cam Akers and um, Sony Michelle, and they still mm-hmm. did good on the ground. Yeah, with then, Cam Akers coming back so quickly from his Achilles injury that happened during training camp this year, which is amazing. You, you don't usually see that. A torn Achilles yeah. for most people is like at least eight, seven, eight, nine months. But to come back in the same season and help them in their playoff run, he's... We'll <clears throat> have to, to game uh, game plan for. And he... Yeah. His, um, his versatility wasn't even showcased... Um, as 
as good as it can be, I think, against Arizona. So yeah. I'm excited to see what they do with him in um, this game uh, tomorrow afternoon. But yeah, I was really impressed with LA's with um, LA's performance in that game. Yeah, without a doubt. I thought, um, like, watching the Buccaneers game, I was like, okay, this is probably going to be, like, the most dominant performance of, like, the, the week, right? Like, mm-hmm. the Buccaneers. Um, like, the Buccaneers, they, um, what's it called? They they didn't have, like, an amazing rushing game. I mean, they still split carries with, like, Deshaun Vaughn and Giovanni Bernard. They still both got mm-hmm. touchdown each. But everybody was, like, expecting, yeah, the Eagles technically had a team in the NFL or, or something coming into that game. Um, yeah. But as for, like, the Rams game and the Cardinals game, I, I did not expect the game to end with Kyler Murray having only six rushing yards because that, that is crazy. Like, the, watching that first half, that was that felt like the longest first half of football I've ever seen. And it's it was probably, like... It was probably torture for all the Cardinals fans, mm-hmm. man. Like yeah. they couldn't. You're it's a, you're saying it's the longest half of football you've ever seen, and you're not even a Cardinals yeah. fan. Imagine what exactly. It's like, yeah, what it's exactly. Like for, them. Like, for them, it's just it's just crazy. Um, especially like everybody was expecting though the Cardinals to be dismantled uh, in the playoffs, like in mm-hmm. like first round exits. Everybody expected that after they went um i forgot like they won seven straight games then they they went four and seven in their last 11 games um basically so nobody really yeah. expected i mean people did expect them to do that because the cardinals usually do that in the playoffs they, they just fall off somehow um mm-hmm. but i don't know why people were people were saying that cliff kingsbury should be fired and stuff like that and kyle murray's not the one like nah man it's just they just need to play more they just need more experience yeah i mean it's definitely um, a disappointing way to end the season. I kind of compare this um, to this Cardinals team to in the 2014-15 um, season. Yeah. They looked like they were gonna. They were a wild card team. I think a fifth seed, and they went to visit um, four seed Carolina, and they got destroyed by Cam Newton and the Panthers in the wild card wait, wait, round. It's, uh... Wait, wait, it was, um, wait, really? 2014? They went this to the was the 2014-15 season, yeah, and they, they were, like, for the, for the first half of the year, they looked really good. I think they were in first place in the NFC West over <laughs> the defending champions, the Seahawks, that year, yeah. but um, they couldn't keep up with them down the stretch, so they didn't end up winning the division, and so they had to go on the road, and the similar story this year i mean starting out seven seven and oh then losing that first thursday night game but then the last 10 weeks of the season i think they went what seven uh, three of set three three and seven or no um six and something like that it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't great so um i get it a lot of people are like you know you can blame that collapse on the coach but um when I was watching the game, it could have easily at halftime been even worse than 21-0. I mean, that that pathetic play where Kyler tried to throw it out of the end zone that, was just a pick that six. Was a, that was the... Sh- <laughs> People were making jokes that, of course, it was the shortest player to throw the shortest pick six ever. <laughs> it was so funny. And um, I just think it's hard when you have a quarterback who is barely reaching 5'9 in height 
and you're going up against a elite defensive line yeah. um like the Rams it's just you know the guy can it's, barely see yeah. over his own offensive lineman and then you're putting pressure on him it's just a not good it's not a good recipe for like that's why I think um you've seen like Russell Wilson also struggle against the Rams during his career and against and yet elite he defensive still, linemen like, dominated them throughout his career yeah he's a little bit taller than Kyler but um he I don't think it's it's just a it's not it's not easy when you're running for your life the entire time um for yeah, any the quarterback thing is, the thing is like I don't think um like I saw on a bunch of like Cardinals like Instagram pages they were like oh fire cliff and like trade Kyler or something like that but I don't think they're the problem it's really just that it's really just how the game plan was like that Sean McVay planned like he's Sean McVay like he's and he's mm-hmm. like what like he's on like 46 and 1 when he's leading at halftime yeah um, after that game so like for the better team that day they were um like we like all the time we see teams that just come into the game that are so like anticipated to do like great like that one Saints and Buccaneers game and then the Buccaneers scored zero points it's just like that in a way yeah um and it's just it was just a bad game like I would I would love to have Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach for like the Broncos <laughs> Kyler Murray on the Broncos I would I would kill for that so I mean mm-hmm. it's just, be careful what you wish for uh, Cardinals fans the yeah, the grass isn't Cardinals always greener fans. yeah <laughs> um yeah I think I mean yeah like that's that's our reaction to that Monday night game um I think on other games very, it was it was a very disappointing game but honestly like it kind of like you feel like good that the Buccaneers will have a lot of competition coming into um like tomorrow yeah so that's that's the good thing um and I'm rooting a lot for Vaughn Miller it was nice seeing him get a, <laughs> a postseason sack once again against Kyler Murray that was, well, is that his first since it's first since the Super Bowl right yeah, first since the Super Bowl. Yeah, because yeah, Denver hasn't been to the playoffs since then. Yeah, yeah um, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but but now we get a chance to see Von Miller sack Tom Brady tomorrow. It might be like the good old days. I don't no, know. It's just like the good old days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to um, you know, I told I you that like, those uh, Cowboys would lose. Oh yes, that game. Um, <laughs> man, that was. Oh my God, that was one of the craziest like five last two minutes of football i've ever seen like i texted you that on that day mm-hmm. um yeah i just don't know how i mean the 49ers they played extremely well in the first half um i think that kyle shanahan he his game plan like they outperformed the cowboys most of the time even though this game was really like really close it felt like it felt like the the 49ers were winning by a lot more in, in reality. Um, but yeah, the Cowboys, the, the, man, they just they just can't perform in, in the playoffs in the first round. They just mm-hmm. can't. Um, I I think you know it's easy to say that a lot of Cowboys fans are like, oh, blame the refs. You know, Mike McCarthy was out coached, but. Um, you know, blame the refs, either blame the refs or Mike McCarthy for the penalties, you know, blame the refs for throwing the flags, 
blame Mike yeah, McCarthy yeah. for not, you know, having, you know, being a being a more disciplinarian as a coach. But, um, you know, what I took away from that game is, one, the 49ers had a horrible fourth quarter. And... Um, yeah, they, that, they had, that yeah, allowed they zero points. Uh huh. That game should have been out of reach uh, by then, but you know, one touchdown and um, the and the Cowboys are back in it. Also, um, also, I don't. Dak didn't play that well. He looked a little timid. Um, definitely not his best playoff performance. Um, yeah. You know, Zeke was you know mediocre as he has yeah. been all year. Yeah, if you um, if you hold Zeke to like thirty yards, you're gonna win the game. Yeah, so I think uh, I think a lot of credit to um, the 49ers for holding the um, Cowboys to only one what one touchdown that entire game I think or two. Um, I think it was one. I think it was no, no, it was two because they um, so Dak got a touchdown pass and um, let's see. And he also had a rushing touchdown, too. So. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you commit 14 penalties, you know, you shouldn't, in in your first touchdown, I mean, <laughs> when you commit 14 penalties, you shouldn't expect to, to win the game. You know, they're lucky that... Yeah. They had like, that, um, their chance to try to win, but... And I didn't even agree with Kyle Shanahan, you know letting the clock run out and taking the uh, taking the penalty on the delay of the game on the fourth and inches after Debo Samuel almost converted on that third and long I, yeah, I thought they yeah. were gonna sneak it you know end the yeah. game right there so they had they had their chances there was just some miscues by them and it, it cost them the game so yeah I'm, I'm not even gonna lie like that last play the the um the, the running play right through the middle for the Cowboys like that kind of scared me like oh the Broncos are looking to hire Kellen Moore as head coach like that maybe not want them to hire him <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie no that was like one of the worst plays I've ever seen in football um especially like like the play itself was not terrible it's just like look at the clock you know like how are you gonna expect to get the ball set by the referee like these old ass referees that have to run like 50 yards after you did Mm -hmm. to place the ball and then you expect them to do it in time like there's so many factors that go into um that one play that that one play is it now the cowboys fans they're gonna talk about that play for the rest of their lives so yeah and they were already in i get you want to get as close to the to the end zone as you can but they were already in it wasn't like they were on the other side of they were on their own 35 yeah. yard line and that 15 yeah, like, yard gain would have been able to I can actually throw it in the end zone and reach it on a Hail Mary they, they didn't need those yeah, yards yeah they could have they could have had at least two to three plays from just throwing it out of bounds like throwing it to receiver going out of bounds like you know like corner strike and stuff like that um but no, they just decided to run it. They they literally wasted. I, I saw it, the clock was like, they wasted like 14 seconds just running it down through the um through the middle of the field. Like they could have had at least two to three plays 
where uh, Dak could have passed it, maybe even a Hail Mary, you know, you never know. Mm-hmm. Dak just made, it was just a, it was a mental mistake. I mean, one, when you, if you, in those situations as a quarterback, if you don't like what you see, you're, you know, told to, you know, throw it out, throw it out of bounds and stop the clock as quickly as yeah. So he decided that to run it up the middle, which costs five more seconds, and then the clock just keeps on going. So, um, yeah, another disappointing ending to a Cowboys season. But uh, yeah, and then, I was, I was, yeah, I was thinking they're gonna win, um, but I guess we both had our uh, different outcomes in two of the games. You thought the Cardinals were gonna beat the Rams, remember? And um, yeah, I did, I did. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're both then, like five and one. Right yeah, we were we went five of six in our picks, and um, so not bad. Um, yeah, it's not it's not bad. I mean, it's just always there's always that one game that's like our um, mm-hmm. perfect prediction score. And what's what's crazy is I was more confident about the card. I mean, the the Forty ers as a six seed beating Cowboys as a three seed than the Cardinals as a five beating the Rams as a four. There's just you yeah. know. It's. I think it's yeah. easier to bet against the Cowboys. I, than I, like, yeah. After, after, <laughs> yeah, yeah. After seeing, um, after 49ers and Cardinals played, like, I was like, why? Like, the 49ers should have deserved to be in, like the Cardinals seeding or something. Um, yeah, or like a higher seed. But I guess I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, you never know if the 49ers could have. Uh, you don't know if they could have been the Rams or not. So playing the Cowboys, it might have actually just just really helped them um, get to the next divisional round. But they are playing the Packers, and that is not. It's not looking like it's in their favor. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, like I think you know the Packers are going to come on top, but you know it's good for them to get to the next round. Yeah, I think um, quickly. I was just thinking about. Um about uh, reacting to the Bills Patriots I mean not the Bills Patriots the uh, the two versus seven seed games I thought they were very similar um, defense was um, defense was dominant for the bucks and although the score line with those two garbage time touchdowns that the Eagles had made it look more respect respectable that game was over by halftime. No, but you know, um, I don't understand why they made Tom Brady play that whole game. Yeah, I was surprised like, by that too. I like, thought Blaine it's ridiculous was to yeah, it's ridiculous to put like your literal legendary quarterback who's most likely gonna take you to the Super Bowl again. Who knows? Um like playing against the Eagles, you know, I'm not saying the Eagles are like a dirty team, but like they have a defense that can like that could just you know ruin your 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 quarterback position mm-hmm. like who knows they could have but i don't know if you saw the one of the first plays of the game um i forgot who hit tom brady they uh one of the defenders hit tom brady's like lower leg in like such a bad way and like it, it bent the opposite way and and uh but brady was fine um so uh-huh. you never know like they could have done that to him like maybe all of the fourth quarter or like you know whatever so they should have taken him out of the game I don't know why and did you see that Bruce Arians like he hit one of his players and he got fined <laughs> yeah I saw that <laughs> it was because he he was mad at him for he could have gotten a flag and he like 
that was to get yeah. his attention so he wouldn't. Um, Honestly, get this I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. Fifty, why I think him. fifty thousand is a little, yeah, uh, a little that's, steep. That's really, like the NFL is really soft. I mean, coaches uh-huh. like they hit their players in the helmet like all the time. So they they tap their helmets. Um, like yeah, it's, it's just like thing. a little. It's just like it's a little a like thing. a swipe. It's not like a. It's not like Miles Garrett grabbing somebody's yeah. helmet and trying to bash their head open with it. I guess um, they find him because like it looked like he was trying to punch him. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. I mean, the NFL is an industry. You know, it's it's got a the optics of everything needs to go align needs to align with what they're trying to portray to the public. So, um, you know, I'm not I'm not surprised um, that he was he was fined. But um, yeah, that one that game was that game was really boring. Um, um, Let's talk about let's talk about the Bengals and Raiders. That that was a hell of a game too. Um, yeah, Bengals and Raiders. Because the, the other games, the other games, like it's really obvious, like you know, Rams, Chiefs, Buccaneers, Bills, like all dominated, basically. Um, but yeah, Rams uh, or Raiders and Bengals, man. This game was a really good way to start off the wild card. I think, like after watching this game, I was really excited to watch the other games. But then when I watched the other games, I was like, nah, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to see the Bengals, you know, not only beat the Raiders, but, you know, win their first playoff game in 31 years. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's insane. That yeah. That's insane. Um, and honestly, though, like, I'm kind of rooting for the Bengals um, to beat the Titans tonight, or today. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I, I feel like they have a good chance to beat them. But the only thing is now that Derrick Henry is back. Uh, he just got, like, activated yesterday or something. Um, but it's most likely that the Titans are going to win. Uh, but we'll talk about those picks um, in a few minutes uh, after we talk about this uh, Bengals and Raiders game. How do you feel about um, How do you feel about Joe Burrow? I was, in, I was impressed they scored on every drive they had in the first half. Yeah. I think they should have been three touchdown drives, even though they only ended up with a field goal, two field goals and a touchdown. Um, mm-hmm. I think just kudos to the Raiders defense, who statistically was the worst team in the red zone this year. And they held the Bengals to a bunch of field goals, which really kept them in that game. That game shouldn't have been close. I thought it should have been, you know, 21 to six. Um, three touchdowns to the Bengals and maybe two field goals to the Raiders at halftime. But um, Derek Carr made a really good throw to Zay Jones to get a touchdown right before the half. And um, and they just – the Raiders just stayed in it, and that's what made it such a, such a good game. But I felt like the Bengals were definitely the better team. Um, I'm just still concerned that the Bengals don't have – probably have the worst defense remaining out of all the teams um, left. Maybe them or I guess maybe the Packers sometimes on on a bad day. It's it's, the thing is it's like it's so hard to tell who has the best defense of these remaining teams. Like I would say either the Chiefs or Bengals to be honest. Yeah. I just think the Bengals the Bengals, they're going to have a tough matchup coming up because the Titans are also a, good, a team that forces a lot of field goals. And if they're going to, if they're not, 
they're not going to be able to settle for five, four or five field goals and get away with it and win the game against the Titans. That's not going to happen. So they're going to have to convert. Um, you know, it's great putting points up on the board, but you need those touchdowns. So, um, but I was impressed with Joe Burrow's performance. I remember on like the, in the first half, Jamar Chase already had like over a hundred yards receiving. Um, it was just yeah. their connection yeah, I, I, is. They had like they had like a drive where Burrow just passed to Chase for like four straight passes. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it's a There's though. definitely. They're definitely each other's favorite people on the team. Chase is Burrow's favorite target for sure. I feel like um, if the Bengals do go on to like maybe make the AFC Championship or even make the Super Bowl, like Mm -hmm. people will look back at the draft and be like, "What if they did not draft Jamar Chase?" You know, like because everybody was thinking that they were gonna draft uh, Penny Sewell or whatever, right? The Mm -hmm. the lineman. but everybody was like making fun of the Bengals, like, "Oh, their Burrow's gonna like tor- tear his ACL again. He's gonna like get shit on by everybody's defense." But nah, man, he's literally had um, like this. This is like the best rookie quarterback or like rookie receiver to quarterback duo um, that we've seen in a while. Um, like a first year receiver, you know. Or maybe I'm like missing another uh, receiver. I know uh, Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins are like a pretty good duo, but it just uh, Bengals and like Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. It just feels right, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I wonder, you know, if they from teams looking or GMs around the league looking at what the Bengals did and saying, okay, we're gonna yeah. draft one of your favorite guys that you played with in college. And yeah. you're going to play with him, you know, professionally as well. And let's see if that works. So I wonder if that's like a formula, you know, people are going to go after. So, you know, whoever takes it's, it is Bryce, exciting to, yeah. If, yeah, if you take Bryce Young um, in the, uh, actually, I'd say a better example is, I mean, I feel like the Eagles did it. Um, Jalen Hurts, when he yeah. was his final year as a starter, Devontae Smith was a true freshman. They won the yeah. national championship that year, even though Tua did come in in that game. And that was the big story of that game. And then Jalen Hurts transferred after that year. Um, but, you know, they already have, they have a good, um, they have a good, they have good chemistry already in Devontae Smith's first year and um, Jalen Hurts' second year. And that's the same same situation as kind of Burrow and um, Chase. So, yeah, I think yeah. Bengals are a team. They're definitely a team to root to root for. I think it would be cool to uh, see them make the AFC Championship game. I mean, they've had such a good season, and to think that they're the lowest seed remaining amongst the juggernauts it's, it's that are really remaining crazy. in the AFC. Yeah, yeah. This is this is when it's this is really Very the best tight. of the best. We yeah, got rid of the very... bad teams in the playoffs, like the Eagles. And, the and that's Cardinals. good. I like that they did that. I don't know. Did you see that one NFL memes on IG post? It was like, um, like we really got rid of all the most annoying fan bases in one week. Like the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers, the Patriots, Cowboys, Cowboys. and Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> it just made sense. Like, everybody was like, yeah, this this week is just gonna we're just gonna get rid of those teams and uh bring out the other best teams 
And you can't really consider Cardinals fans as like among those annoying fans, you know? Like, yeah. Like, I mean, you said it a... yourself. Where are yeah. the Cardinals fans? Like, I just yeah, don't well, know them. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't know any Cardinals fans. My teammate here in college is from the like greater Phoenix area. I mean, I don't think he really cared about the Cardinals until yeah. maybe Kyler Murray was drafted. And I don't think he really cared about the Suns until they made they got Chris Paul and made the NBA Finals last year. But, um, anyways, that that's all I really have to say about about that game. Yeah. What, do you want to react to another game? Uh, no, I mean, there's not really any other games to react to. Um, but I think Which, that we should just uh, yeah. focus on the the games that are coming up today later. Um, so yeah, let's get right into that. We got. Um, our first game of the day. We got Cincinnati at Tennessee. This is going to be a really fun game to watch. I think um, like Cincinnati had the most fun offense to watch last week, I feel like. Um, And I think that you know, Tennessee also has a really fun offense to watch. You know, A.J. Brown. Uh, I don't know if Julio Jones is going to get that much um, you know, attention or anything like that but Derrick Henry is back and um, yeah that's going to be scary for the Bengals at least but uh, I'm going to say that Cincinnati will uh, actually no Tennessee will uh, I'm rooting for Cincinnati I really want mm-hmm. them to win but I, I like realistically I just have to go with Tennessee here uh, I think it's going to be a really close game 34-31 um, I'm really hoping that all of these games are not blowouts like I hope they're all really close um so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tennessee, thirty-four, thirty-one. Um, I think Derrick Henry is going to be one of the main factors on why they win because uh, Tennessee's rushing game has not been amazing since he, uh, you know, got injured. So uh, the return of the king uh, is going to be definitely something to watch. So who do you have for this game? Yeah, I have the same prediction. I, I like Tennessee in this one. They're the first seed for the reason for a reason. Um, I, I have them winning 31 to 23. Also, I mean, one possession game. Um, I, I just like Tennessee because, yeah, I'm really excited about the return of King Henry. I think last year they Titans dealt with injuries, like to their best offensive lineman, arguably their best offensive lineman. Their left tackle yeah. Taylor Luan was he was injured last year, and now that he's healthy, they've been they've really kept most of their most of their uh, important players healthy. I think we talked about this last week with Derrick Henry. They they um they're so they're so dependent on him and their offensive game plan is so inextricably like built around him um that he just makes them better when he's there because he's such a factor. He's the best I'd say pure running back in the NFL is just a, a rusher a ground and pound down for down guy it opens up the passing game and it makes Ryan Tannehill look a lot better um, but because yeah you have you know your top skill players on that offense would be probably AJ Brown and Derrick Henry um, you know look for guys like Julio Jones or Anthony Ferkser to have um, big um, big days or you know surprisingly impactful games you know look for yeah. a, a touchdown here or there from one of them or maybe even both of them um so the Bengals will really have to watch out for that um 
dominant offensive line and the play action game. Uh, I think if the Bengals want to have any chance, they need to do better of getting Joe Mix involved. I think that was another factor as to why that game was so close. They have so many offensive weapons um, that like against a team like the Raiders, you can get away with, you know, Joe Burrow throwing to Jamar Chase all the time or um, throwing to his good receiving core. But um, I think Joe Mixon needs to become a factor and they're going to need some type of productivity. I'm thinking, you know, at least somewhere over 60 70 yards on the run and he's a he's a he's a good receiver as well so um get him involved yeah. in the passing game and that will that will help as well but again Bengals need to score in the red zone when they have the opportunity because the titans are the most efficient team in the red zone this year they almost always score a touchdown so it's hard you don't want to get in a shootout with them and if you do you're gonna have to match them so for those reasons i, I like the titans all right, that's a pretty good way to, you know, think that the Titans will win. Um, yeah, next game we got San Francisco and Green Bay. This is um, this is gonna be good too. All these games are gonna be really fun, man. I can't mm-hmm. wait to watch them. Um, Green Bay, <clears throat> you know, hopefully this is a uh, not Aaron Rodgers' last game as a Packer, right? Um, there's, we were talking about the defenses earlier of these teams, and I think like Green Bay, um, I feel like their defense doesn't get enough credit, um, and especially their I agree uh, de- their their defensive backs um, position. They also picked up Rasul Douglas, who's mm-hmm. been who's been really good for them. Like nobody expected Rasul Douglas to do uh, this good. I I don't know. Uh, I forgot when. Um, Everybody was expecting the Packers to pick up um, this one corner, like, mid-season. I forgot who it was. And then when they picked up Rasul Douglas, everybody was like, no, nah, this is not it. This is not, like, who is this guy that you just picked up? And he literally won, um, won them the game uh, against Arizona um, in, like, week, I think it was week eight or something. Um and Rasul Douglas has been one of their best uh, defensive backs. So, and I heard one of their uh, another defensive back is coming back. Yeah, uh, Jair Alexander. Uh, yeah, Jair Alexander. Like he was one of the mm-hmm. best uh, defensive backs last year. So playing against uh, you know having these defensive backs playing against 49ers, you know, great receivers. You know, against Brendan Ayuk, against Debo Samuel, you know, everybody. Um, George Kittle, you know, it's it's gonna be like either um, Debo Samuel. I mean, he's he's. I mean, he's also used as a rusher mostly now, right? So, um, but I, I would be I would be kind of intimidated if I was George Kittle. You know, he's not had like huge games the last few weeks. Uh, he's definitely their X factor at, at tight end for the 49ers, but. Um, yeah, I think double team endorsed Kittle. We might see that a lot tonight. Um, we might see um, like Debo. I feel like Debo might get um, pushed back into like coverage, and he might not get as many uh, rushing yards as people expect him to. But he is Debo. Like he literally fine. He, like 
he literally finds his own way. Like last uh, week against the Cowboys, Debo. I feel like Debo had that was the best touchdown of his year that he had. Um, when he I forgot what what play it was, but I just I just remember like I forgot what the play call was. But um, like Debo, he literally just outran all the Cowboys uh, defensive backs and like their whole defense and just. Um, score the touchdown. I, that was that was honestly like one of the coolest touchdowns I've seen this year. Um, so on the 49ers side, Debo is going to be Debo and Kittle um, are definitely really scary uh, to play mm-hmm. against. Um, and then Packers, um, like I don't know too much about Packers defensive line. I just know that their defensive backs are very talented. Like 49ers defensive line and their offensive line is very, very talented. Like Trent Williams. Yeah. And I saw that Trent Williams, he had like the highest graded um, uh, rating ever as a, as a player from like pro football chase or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's that says a lot. Like as an offensive lineman, if you get that much uh, respect, that much, like he's only allowed, I saw like Trent Williams, he's only allowed like what, like one sack in his whole career or something? Like even with Washington? Like it's it's really insane to see that um, like an offensive lineman, he's been in the league for like what, seven years, six years? Oh, longer than that. He was, I think longer he was drafted like in, years, in right? No, no, he was drafted in like 2010 or something. 2010, yeah, and he's still putting up like one of the, he's he's becoming one of the best, best offensive linemen in uh, the last 10, 15, 20 years, easily. Mm-hmm. So, um, he's he's huge for the 49ers as well. I just feel like the only thing that's holding back the 49ers, if they win, or if they don't win, um, I would say is Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Like, Jimmy's he's a good quarterback, but he's, he's made a lot of mistakes in the past that um, quarterbacks just should not make. Like, last week against the Cowboys, he had that one interception that brought the Cowboys back, and the Cowboys scored, like, 10, um, 10 points or something off of that turnover. Um, or not 10, but, like, you know, after two drives. Um, so, with 40 honors, they just... They cannot throw picks. You know, Jimmy can't throw picks. Um, and for the Packers, like, I don't know. Like, there's not too much to say about the Packers besides they are they're near. They're, I'm not saying they're perfect, but like they're they're near perfect in a way. Like, whenever you see Aaron Rodgers play, um, mm-hmm. there's just there's nothing that he can't do. There's no receiver that he can't pass to. He's, he's always putting the um, thread through the needle. He's, he's undeniably like the most talented uh, quarterback at the moment, and that mm-hmm. says a lot because he's played a league with Mahomes, Allen, Brady, you know, all these people. So, um, yeah, but I think I think it's gonna be a one-score game. I, I'm gonna say Packers win 37 to 30. 37 to 30. I like it. Yeah. Um. I have the Packers winning as well. I have them scoring a lot of points. It's not going to be a blowout, but I have them winning by two scores, 41 to 27. Okay. Um, I mean, when these two teams met earlier this year, it was in Santa Clara, California last time. And this time it's in Lambeau in 
the heart of winter. It's really hard to go in there and and um, win this time of year. Let uh, I mean, let alone any time, especially the playoffs. So, um, and when they met earlier on Sunday Night Football, when it was in California, it was that was a really good game. I believe Packers ended up winning thirty to twenty-eight on a game-winning field goal by Mason Crosby as time expired. Um, Rodgers led a, a game-winning drive. Um, I just the Packers have had time to to rest up, and like you said, they have they're having some guys come back. I don't know if. A lot of people believe that Jair Alexander will play. I think they'll win either way. A lot of people also, I think David Bakhtiari might be coming back as starting left tackle, and he's been out all year. They didn't have him for the playoffs last year, and that was a big loss that people thought would and probably did impact um, their uh, their run to the Super Bowl that, of course, ended, ended abruptly in the NFC Championship game last year. So... I mean, they look as stronger than ever. And like you said, I don't think their defense gets enough credit. They've been one of the, I think they're the best scoring defense um, or like best improved scoring defense in the second half of the year after not starting off very strong. And like you said, it's been a lot of credit should go to their defensive backs. I mean, Eric Stokes as a rookie has been really good. They have guys, veterans like Adrian Amos and um, Rasul Douglas was a good pickup. Darnell Savage, you know, they weren't as deep in the secondary last year, so you don't have to worry about Kevin King, you know, costing you an NFC Championship game when you have other guys who will play before oh, him. Kevin King, oh my yeah, uh huh. That's a dr- no Green Bay Packer fan ever wants to hear that name. Yeah, um, even like, is he can still play. It? He he is a, he is still on the team. I looked. He is still on the team. He's just like their he, fifth. He has an interception this year, but I don't <laughs> yeah, know. he's like their fourth, fifth cornerback on the oh on the God. roster. Um, oh. But anyways, I just I think for their offense, I mean, with the good defensive backs you have, even though Brandon Ayuk has been, I think he's been, he hasn't had as great as a year as he did last year. I think he's been, you know, um, picking up steam as the seasons go on. So I think 49ers are catching fire right at the right time. And Jimmy G's been doing his job, you know, he puts up those Jimmy G numbers where he'll go, you know, anywhere between 180 to 250 yards and maybe a couple touchdowns, but he won't throw like picks and that's what they need him to do. Um, but in most games, but when you're going up against a team like Green Bay, as good as they are, you're going to, you're going to need more from Jimmy G. Um, so I think you're, I think um, part of your analysis is, is um, right where, you know, very well it could be Jimmy G who underperforms and you could point at him as to why what's holding the 49ers back from finally getting over that hump. Um, but I I just like the Packers. I mean, they've been consistent all year. Like you said, Aaron Rodgers, I'd say he's the most talented passer. Him and Devontae Adams are the best quarterback wide receiver duo in the league right now. Um. Yeah. And he makes everybody else look good, you know. I don't. He doesn't need big name guys to be successful. He makes the guys have big names. Um, and I also think this Packers defense lines up really well against the 49ers offense and their weapons. You have interior linebackers like Devondre Campbell or um, Chris Barnes. 
that or even safety Adrian Amos who can go man on man against a big body like George Kittle and I mean Jair Alexander he's kind of an isolated an ISO corner and so if he plays you know he's probably going to be following Debo anywhere he goes in the field so um but even with all that aside I also agree with what like with what you said about I think the game probably will be won and lost on the defensive line. Um, I mean, in, I mean, in the trenches um, between the lines of each team. Mm-hmm. It's been impressive. The 49ers have had a really good offensive line this year, even though their starting right tackle, Mike McGlinchey, has been on injury reserve all year. But they still have pro bowlers like Alex Mack, who was the center for the 2016 Atlanta Falcons when Kyle Shanahan was there. And then mm-hmm. Joe Staley retires, and then they get Trent Williams to replace him, who, you know, also, I mean, that was probably an easy choice for Trent Williams to go to that team because they're a winning they're a winning team, just went to the Super Bowl, and he can play for his former offensive coordinator when Kyle Shanahan was um, the Washington, at that time, Redskins offensive um, coordinator, and they've yeah. been really good. Um, so I think... I think it will be one in in the lot, um, one in the trenches because if that if the if the pass rush of guys like Preston Smith and Dean Lowry and Rashawn Gary can get to um, Jimmy G, Jimmy G, I don't think is the best quarterback under pressure. It's it'll it'll um, it'll make a lot of make a lot of difference. So yeah, for all those reasons. I think the I think the Packers will win and they'll uh, they'll cruise to victory. I think they'll be ahead in this one. Uh, a lot of points score. That's why I have them win. Um, scoring forty one. It'll be a it'll be a good game to watch though. It won't be a total blowout. All right, all right, I like it. Um, all right, we got uh, next game, which is tomorrow. Uh, we got Los Angeles and Tampa Bay. Um, what do you have winning this game? This is, uh, this is, um, this game to pick for some reason. I don't know. Uh, I, I think that Tampa Bay will win this game. Um, I, like, I have, I have them winning this game, mm-hmm. but, you know, I know you're also rooting for Los Angeles, right? Like, you gotta, you gotta root for yeah, Los I, Angeles. Right? Like, so, yeah, I'm I'm picking the Rams to win. This one's going to be the closest score out of all the games. I'm picking the Rams to win 33 to 31. Okay. Um, I send Tom Brady back I, home. I, I I just any game with Tom Brady, I can't. He never gets blown out. He'll always make it interesting. <laughs> and I think one team will have to do a two minute drill to win it, either way That's or something Rams. like that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be tight um, to the end. Uh, so I just really like the Rams. Like, like I said, they dominated the Cardinals. I would argue they had the best overall performance by a team. Maybe the Bills could um, maybe edge them on that about, of, among teams that played last weekend in the wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Rams didn't even get their offensive, I mean, just their, their rushing game going. And Matthew Stafford still looked good. I mean, Cooper Cup was doing Cooper Cup things. They got Odell Beckham involved, Van Jefferson. That's uh, among, because of all the injuries that have happened to the Bucks. I would say the Rams have probably the best receiving core left in um, 
I mean, there's a lot of good receiving cores here. I'm looking at the teams, but um, I don't, like I, I don't know. Receiving core and then, um, like uh, among remaining teams, I mean, you could argue. I mean, the Bengals have a really good one. 49ers do, uh, Chiefs do, but I don't know. I think I think I would argue Cup, Odell Beckham, Van Jefferson, and Tyler Higby. Um, yeah, you know, or at least top three. And and OBJ, man, he's he's um, it's crazy how the NFL told him to get like a like a PED test. Um, <laughs> of after, course, they did. after having six touchdowns in like in like five games or something, they, they, but that's, they be doing that, yeah. When when somebody like goes off, yeah. When somebody sudden. pops off, yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a flex. Like you could say that's a flex. Um, yeah, scoring six touchdowns with a team that you played five games with versus scoring only like three touchdowns with the Browns in like two years—it's um, a big difference. And uh, I think OBJ definitely deserves to be on this team, like have his chance at like a a better winning organization. Um, yeah. And I honestly think that picking up OBJ was a really, really good idea by um, Sean McVay and the Rams. Um, to you know, oh, yeah. pair Cooper Cup with you know Van Jefferson's also there, but um, OBJ's definitely been playing at a higher level um, than mm-hmm. Van Jefferson, and to have that duo Cooper Cup and OBJ, that's that's fantastic, and it's it's just it's just really crazy to see that the two um, the two receivers who had the most uh, you know single season receptions and receiving yards all time. And their quarterback is Matthew Stafford. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it's just crazy to see, and it's really cool to see Matthew Stafford win a playoff game. It's it's really nice. Um, I think he definitely deserves, uh, you know, to move forward. I'm hoping that he wins. Um, but I just I don't know. I just feel like the Buccaneers will still manage to win this game. Um, and I don't know. I just I just feel like we're gonna see another NFC Championship with Green Bay and Tampa. We got we got to see mm-hmm. how these uh, games turn out first. Yeah, I, just to add on, I think was just more reasons as to why I'm picking the Rams. I think I I really like. It's not as much that the Rams are not only just a really complete offense. I think the Bucks, their their team is is crippled. It's they've been they have been decimated to you know it's always next man up there it seems like every week they have I was looking at the injury report for all the teams and I think they have like almost as many guys on the injury report as like all the other teams combined and yeah um, yeah I heard they have like um in terms of injury them and like I think it was like I don't know the Bengals or something uh they have pretty significant injuries um, in some sort of way. But uh, the Buccaneers, yeah, they have, they have the most injuries. And yet they're still... Yeah. They're still... You know, destroy all these other teams. Mm-hmm. And, I think uh, something that we should also look out for is um, apparently you have to take somebody off the injury reserve for them to be eligible for a game 24 hours before the game starts so within the next hour we should see maybe if Leonard Fournette is going to play or not yeah. 
Yeah, he yeah. He, if he does play, that's that's gonna turn things around a lot. In the yeah, league. that. But um, definitely. Uh, but like Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, he's been doing pretty good. Uh, he's not been doing too bad. Like, uh, like is Ronald Jones even still? Uh, like, is he injured or is he he's gone? he's injured? He's not gonna play for this game. He's uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think he'll be, I was he'll thinking, probably I was be like, available. Where is, yeah, I was thinking like, where's Ronald Jones? You know, like mm-hmm. they have Keyshawn Vaughn and uh, Gio- it was Giovanni Bernard. Really. Yeah, Giovanni Bernard that was also playing. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean the the thing is the Buccaneers don't even really have to worry about their their running game. They technically have the best pass. They're the best passing team in the NFL. Um, and that's because of Tom Brady, Mike Evans. You know, they had Antonio Brown, but now Antonio Brown's gone. Um, and that that um, Gronk and Tampa or uh, Tom Brady uh, duo, it's it's never gonna like die down. Um, like Gronk, he had a pretty significant game last week. Uh, he caught himself mm-hmm. like a touchdown. Like he's he's already um, he's like the highest scoring uh, tight end um, in like the NFL playoffs like of all time. Like he has the most touchdowns for a, a tight end. Um, which is crazy. Like, he has the best quarterback probably all the time to keep passing to him. So, um, I think tomorrow we can definitely see... We can definitely see Gronk, um, you know, get pressured on a lot by the, the Rams defensive back, you know, Jalen Ramsey. Um, but I feel like the key for the Rams tomorrow, they got to they gotta sack Tom Brady. That's how they're going to... Yeah. They got They really gotta, um, you know, push through that insane offensive line that protects Tom Brady. Like they gotta sack him. Like um, they gotta get Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller on Tom Brady's ass. You know. Mm-hmm. They they do. The I mean, um, yeah, he gets he gets rid of the ball. Not only does he have a great offensive line, he gets rid of the ball so quickly. His release, as well as. Um, is impressive it's been impressive throughout his career and it makes it really hard for him um, for defenses to get to him in time and even make any impact on any play but you know they don't need to get pressure every play you know it's just in those big situations you know on those third downs you know sack brady you know every now and then or force a second and long and make it and make it hard for them to make it up in the next uh, in the next downs. But um, I agree. It's it's a I think it's a perfect storm for the Rams to come in and beat the Bucks on the road. I mean, like like I said, they're they're down a bunch of people. Um, also, their starters are kind of dealing with nagging injuries. I know Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, yeah. Okay, guys. Um on their defense are, you know, struggling with some of those things. So that can, I don't know if that consistency in that lineup will affect the Bucks or not. I'm not even going to lie. I think I have to change my prediction for this game. Um, (laughs) I honestly have a change of heart. I think now I think Los Angeles has a really good chance to win. And I think they will win. Um, Yeah. Now that we've been talking about this, the injuries, you know, the, um, it's going to hurt Tom Brady a lot. You know, his, a lot of his team is injured. You know, his defense is injured. Um, I like how we say Tom Brady, not the Buccaneers. <laughs> essentially, this is essentially like his team. He's like, 
um, he's the one everybody wants to be. And tomorrow it's definitely going to be Sean McVay's revenge on Tom Brady, maybe, you know, after uh, that pathetic Super Bowl that they played in. Yeah, I was um, also going to say that. I think, like, Sean McVay, I think, you know, it's it's time for him to graduate, you know. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah. He, he can yeah, learn yeah, his lesson now from Super just, Bowl 53. And, and it just blows my mind how the Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay, uh, on the Rams, and... Um, you mean the Redskins? No, no, no. No, no, I'm saying all the remaining NFC head coaches are younger than Tom Brady, except for Bruce. Oh, it's yeah, just, but it's also blows my mind. Also, what's crazy is Matt Lafleur, Kyle Shanahan, and, and Sean McVay were all were all, yeah. were all coaching for Washington at yeah, one point. Just just <laughs> to go three and thirteen that year too. Yeah. Um, 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 also, if you want to, here I have some. Uh, I forgot. I have this. Uh, statistics for uh, um, what's it called all of these head coaches and their um, combined record um, here let me see let me pull it up really quick pull it up. because these three head coaches or these three head coaches were um, yeah they they were all on the same team and it's funny how they went 3-13 and 13. but um so here's the here. This is a statistic. So these uh, three coaches, Sean McVay, Matt Lafleur, and Kyle Shanahan, their records this year combined is 37 and 16, and mm-hmm. their record all like all throughout their head coaching career, including uh, their most recent games, is 142 and 84. It's, it's crazy how they have so much success. Only Kyle Shanahan is the only uh, head coach out of these. Uh, head coaches that have a losing record, but it's like by a game or two. But mm-hmm. yeah, some of those lost seasons with the Niners early on, I think. Yeah, uh, like the 2017 season. I think when Jimmy G got injured and stuff. Yeah, um, or was it the 2018? One of those, or even both. Um, anyways, yeah, I mean, it's impre- I mean, you know, that stat was saying that all of them are younger than Tom Brady. Um, it's it's kind of wild to think. It, it seems that the NFL coaching it's it's getting younger. People want to have those young, bright, offensive minds. You know, and, but, really experience of whipping up some weird offensive game plan. Because what Matt Lafleur used to be the Titans' offensive coordinator, um, and Kyle Shanahan, yeah, offensive coordinator f- under his dad. Uh, when they were on Washington, and then he was Atlanta, went to the Super Bowl. McVay was the offensive coordinator for a couple seasons for Kirk Cousins when he was quarterback for Washington. Uh, yeah. but I, last thing I'll say about the Rams and Bucks matchup, um, I think a really big thing is that the Bucks defense looks so good again against the Eagles. I will say, yes, it was against the Eagles. Eagles don't have the best offensive line. Um, you know, it's just guys like Eagles Jason, honestly, Jason Kelsey. Yeah, oh, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, it's Eagles just a, it wasn't a good matchup for them, and the Bucks are a lot better. Um, and Similar but to they like forced the Steelers and Chiefs. they forced a bunch of 
they forced some turnovers on Jalen Hurts, and if it wasn't for some apart for two garbage time touchdowns, the the game, the scoreline would have been a lot uglier. Um, so you know that pass rush that the Bucks have, it's it's concerning. Also considering that the Rams starting left tackle Andrew Whitworth is not playing. He's not playing. So yeah, so um, you know guys like That's... that dominant defensive line of the Bucks, who, you know, arguably, I would say, in my opinion, is overall better than the Rams. They don't have a player like Aaron Donald, though, is um, is still uh, can have can have a day. And, you know, if they're getting to Matthew Stafford, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But I'm still going to go with the Rams. I like I like them to win. I think this is their chance to do it. <laughs> while the Bucks are kind of are kind of down because the Bucks advance next next week, then they'll have more people come back, and it'll be even harder for the Packers to beat them, or maybe the 49ers The Forty Nineers pull it off tonight. So, this is the Rams' chance to do it. Definitely. All right, and last and finally, the best game of the weekend, the one you've been waiting for. Yeah, the, the one where I really want to hear your thoughts on. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, Buffalo and Kansas City. This is uh, becoming a classic rivalry now. So, mm-hmm. um, especially from last year, you know, Buffalo lost to Kansas City in the AFC Championship, um, and now these two teams meet in the divisional round. I actually really like that these two teams are meeting in the divisional round and not the AFC Championship, because um, I mean we could see something different next week, right? Uh, for the AFC, you could yeah, you could see. Um, Either either Kansas City finally out of the AFC Championship or Buffalo uh, continuing their uh, streak of the AFC Championship. Um, I mean, Kansas City, too, goes both ways. Um, but anyways, man, Buffalo, I want to I hear you first on this. I want to hear you. Uh, so, um, I, I chose the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I chose the Chiefs to win 38 to 34. I think just yeah. I can't make the experience argument anymore. Both of these teams, you know, Josh Allen. This is his third third straight year, I think, in the playoffs now. I think so yeah. Um, yep. And you know, they've kept that core intact. It's you yeah, know, very similar teams meeting each other. It is an AFC Championship rematch from last year um bills got the better of the chiefs at arrowhead on sunday night earlier this um year and that was an ugly one that's when the chiefs were really kind of falling apart and nobody knew they were like oh the chiefs aren't the same <laughs> the chiefs are figuring um, out yeah the chiefs are patrick mahomes is washed what happened Fuck, i don't know and <laughs> but I, I don't i don't know okay I really don't have much to say about this one. I could, you know, talk about, I could talk about everything about how efficiently the Bills, how the Bills have the best scoring defense this year, how efficient they were last week and in the second half of the season offensively, even though they really, they only finished the year 11 and six compared to the Chiefs, which was, I think, what, 12 and five. Um, It's, I, I could talk about all of, all of that stuff, but, I don't know. There's something that's telling me that the Chiefs 
have it going. I think Andy Reid will concoct a game plan. And Andy Reid has been on a team when he in the early 2000s with Philadelphia. They went to four straight NFC Championship games. And if the Chiefs win tomorrow night, this will be their four straight a- AFC Championship games. So you see that a lot with dynasties. The Bills did it in the 90s. Yeah. Um, they won't do it this time. So I... I, I just like the Chiefs. There's really not much more yeah, to, to say like, about it. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I feel the similar way about um, well, the Bills. In my defense, mm, I think that's your the gut. Bills. Yeah, it's my gut, and it's also my uh, my heart as well. Um, I really want the Bills to win. I mean, and I I overall think that they are um, they are better than Kansas City, like in my opinion. Um, and man, Josh Allen and Mahomes. Um, they were the best quarterbacks, the best two quarterbacks last week. Um, each throwing, they had ten total touchdowns combined, um, passing last week, and literally like no interceptions. I think only Mahomes was the one that got like one interception. But um, uh-huh. well, was, wasn't that really the first matter. play of the game or something? It was the first <laughs> drive. It was the first drive. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Uh, it was a pick six, I think. Or a fumble. No, no, no. T.J. Watt got a fumble six, I think. But Mahomes later like threw an interception. But it doesn't matter if he beat the Steelers forty-two yeah. to twenty-one. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, I think Buffalo's going to be ready, uh, more ready than they were in the AFC Championship. You know, Stephon Diggs. I don't know if you saw that picture or that um, that video of him standing watching the Chiefs like celebrate their last AFC time. Yeah, when they yeah. won the. So, this could be a chance for revenge. And Reve- it's yeah, really it's I was literally thinking about that. That I was yeah, like, it's, it's ah, really, it's days. really exciting. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, hopefully he gets his chance because, like, he he's done it with the Vikings before, right? He's reached the NFC Championship after that insane mm-hmm. game winner, the Minnesota Miracle, <laughs> and uh, I mean, just to be blown out by the Eagles the next week, but like, <laughs> yeah. this uh, this time he has I he has a better team, a way better team. A way better quarterback. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to sh- say anything bad about Case Keenum, but whoa. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like Josh Allen, he's probably the best quarterback Stephon Diggs will ever play with. Um, may, like it's. I mean, I'm hopefully. I mean, they have long careers and he gets to play with the Bills or whoever else. But. Um, like the, these are quarterbacks like Mahomes and Allen. Well, we will never. Um, well, I think personally, I mean, obviously Mahomes is the more successful quarterback um, and more talented. But this year, I think Allen is making his case to um, to like he's. I think he's on his uh, way to get his first ring. Um, I mean, I think. If uh, everything goes in order like how we expected it, I think the Packers will end up winning another Super Bowl. But, yeah. um, but I have the Bills uh, going to the Super Bowl this year. I have them winning in the divisional round, AFC Championship. Um, you know, it could all change uh, later tomorrow night. But um, like the Bills' running game lately has been more figured out. It's been more consistent. You know, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss have not been a bad duo lately, to be honest. Um, they've and they really have about their running game, no matter what. Like their their passing game is 
uh, what really matters. Um, like when you have uh, Dawson Knox, man, he, like he's been one of the best tight ends uh, in the playoffs. Like he had two touchdowns last week against yeah and, uh, New England defense. That first one was um, awesome. Yeah, it was insane. In the like, back of the end like, zone, it's like he was uh, it's like he was throwing it out of bounds. Yeah, and then um, you know passing Stephon Diggs is like your main guy. You got Isaiah McKenzie, who's you know who's been uh, coming like on the come up, like he's been uh, making his case as one of the best or one of the starting receivers for the Bills. You know, Gabe Davis, Emmanuel Sanders, like you have a really really good receiving core. Um, and I think it's very similar to Kansas City. Like Kansas City has Byron Pringle, they have Nicole Hardman. Those are not their best receivers, but they are very, uh, very reliable. So, mm-hmm. uh, and you have you also have you know your two main guys, Kelsey and Hill. So these two teams are extremely similar. Um, a lot of these teams, most of these teams in the playoffs are similar. Like I've been saying that one word a lot in the last <laughs> two weeks. Like similarities. You know, these two teams are very similar. Yeah. But I just think that the Bills' defense will have the advantage over them. Um, I think I honestly I personally like the Bills defensive backs better um like uh what's his name uh let me see it was Josh uh Norman? yeah no I'm kidding <laughs> Josh Norman no 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 it was uh so, so we got yeah Jordan Poyer he's he's one of their best defensive backs he's one of their guys we got yeah. uh, Tremaine Edmonds we got Micah Hyde you know oh all God. these people very very uh, stellar performances last week. Um, well, I mean, Jordan Poirier, didn't, he didn't have an interception, but like a high did. That was um, a nice interception where he came yeah. across out of nowhere on that deep ball. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's always fun watching the Patriots lose this bad. So, um, yeah, I feel like in terms of rooting, um, most people are going to be rooting for the Bills tomorrow, including me. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, there's also people going to be rooting for the Chiefs. And uh, I don't know who, like, whoever finds the, like, which team is more interesting. Um, I know you find the Chiefs more interesting, probably. <laughs> um, uh, I do, too. Personally, I think the Chiefs are a more interesting team, but the Bills are more of a dominant team. Um, and I think they're going to win tomorrow. Uh I'm gonna say Buffalo wins 36 to 33. I like it. I like it. I mean, I agree. I agree with you with like the Bills, the Bills defense. I mean, their defensive backs, even losing, I, even yeah, though I they just, lost Tre'Davious White. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, they have probably, team. arguably, the best safety duo with Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, and mm-hmm. um, I can't name many cornerbacks off the top of my head on their team. Like, yeah, uh, no, I, I forget. Teron Johnson is one. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, to think that you can lose your best cover guy um, and, you know, you still have, a, I would argue, a considerably better defense than Kansas City, um, yeah. that's definitely a, a big factor that people have to watch out for when, you know, watching the game and, you know, choosing uh, who's going to win. So, but all day, but we'll with our guts, you got the Bills, I got the Chiefs. Let's... Uh, Let's do our uh, power rankings, and then show our quickly show yeah. our updated playoff brackets. And um, all right, no, yeah, you you do uh, uh, you do your eight through one. 
So eight through one. So at number eight, um, I got Cincinnati. Uh, seven, I got San Francisco. Um, man, the top six is really hard to do. Um, I had to put Los Angeles at six. Um, Tennessee at five. Tampa Bay at four. Kansas City at three. Buffalo at two. Green Bay at one. Wait, say your say your five again. Five top five again. I saw it. Okay, so number five is Tennessee. Uh huh. Number four is Tampa Bay. Number three is Kansas City. Kansas City. Two Buffalo. Number two is Buffalo. And one yeah. Is yeah, I have very similar um, power rankings. Um, Cincinnati at eight. Um, San Francisco at seven. Instead, instead of Los Angeles, I actually have Tampa Bay at six. Really? Okay. Um, and then I have LA at five, Tennessee at four, Kansas City at three, Buffalo two, Green Bay one. I think just on some of the surprising ones, I mean, well, Cincinnati is my last because even though San Francisco is the lowest seed remaining, um, mm-hmm. I, I think Cincinnati has the weakest defense. Um, they're inexperienced. And I don't know, I just would be surprised if, you know, a team like them makes it to like the Super Bowl, let alone the conference championship game. I think, you know, Zach Taylor's a great coach, but I think their time will come. It's it's um, honestly it's very just, similar it's early. to the it's very similar to the um what's it called? Like the Giants, the wild card giants that made it to the Super Bowl. I feel like it's very similar, not defensively. Um, obviously the Giants defense was insane. Um in the, in those wild card years that they made it and made it to the Super Bowl. Um, but offensively, I think uh, this team has a chance to be like a wild card Super Bowl team, you know? So, yeah. You never know. And then, um, yeah. And I'd say I'd put Tampa Bay there. I mean, again, I talked about it like the injuries. Um, just they're not at full strength. You know, yeah. they would easily be two or one if they had guys like Chris Godwin, um, Antonio Brown. Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. So, um, and I, and also I was just really impressed with LA's performance, like we talked about in uh, the beginning of this episode um, in their wildcard game. So I just gave them the edge on that. But, you know, I put mm-hmm. Buffalo above Kansas City, even though I think Kansas City is going to win. Um, but yeah, those are our power rankings. All right. Um, now we have our predictions for the um, AFC and NFC championship for next week so let's uh, let's do it um, for the NFC championship um, you have Los Angeles and Green Bay don't you yep and so do I um, I had to change uh, I had to change apart actually mid episode I think that Los Angeles mm. will actually make it the NFC championship um, hopefully you know uh, in the Green Bay game next week uh if it happens there's no uh, missed pi call you know playing against the los angeles rams but uh, yeah uh that's this is most likely going to be the nfc championship i think everybody's expecting it um yeah i was actually expecting tampa bay to uh go again but after hearing all those facts uh i gotta, gotta change my mind um Next game we got. Okay, so it's gonna be different, huh? 
It's going to be Kansas City and Tennessee for you. Yeah. All right. Hearing <laughs> that from me, Buffalo and Tennessee. Um, so, yeah, it's just, again, it might be, uh, it's always like one game that we disagree with, I guess. Um, and it's going to be the Kansas City and Buffalo game. Yeah. Um, for this week. Um, but, yeah, anyways, that's that's basically it. Uh, and then after that is Super Bowl. And, um, and- but so, who do you have? Like, if who do you have winning? Bowl, yeah, games? I have. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I have Buffalo versus Green Bay in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Buffalo uh, beating Tennessee, uh, Green Bay beating Los Angeles. Hopefully, I mean, uh, Green Bay. Like, hopefully they don't they don't choke another NFC Championship. I know, right? That would be. It would be really disappointing. Like, you want to see you want to see like this team in the in the Super Bowl. You know, it's kind of like the. Mm-hmm. Like the twenty, um, the twenty nineteen Chiefs, twenty eighteen Chiefs, or something. Yeah, you want the best teams in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. like in the the twenty nineteen like yeah. playoffs, it should have been, Chiefs it should have been Saints, the Chiefs versus Super the Saints, Bowl. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and now this year, you know, it can go any way for the AFC teams because all the AFC teams are. Um, I, I would say the AFC teams are way more competitive. Um, the NFC teams are, in my opinion, not as competitive. Um, it's either like the two most interesting teams in the NFC, in my opinion, are like Green Bay, Los Angeles. Um, yeah. So, after seeing teams like Dallas choke and then the Eagles and the Cardinals get destroyed, it's. Um, you see that there were a lot of pretenders in the NFC, you know, not yeah. so many contenders, but I agree. I think you could see the Titans, the Chiefs, or the Bills, you know, make the conference, I mean, make the Super Bowl. I mean, most likely one of them will, but, you know, even win it as well. So, um, and then, so who do you have winning it? You still, are you still going to go Packers over Bills? I still got Packers in the Bills, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so me, like, just going in accordance with our division picks. I remember, you know, my first bracket that I had last last week, I had the Cardinals going to the conference championship game. I was wrong, obviously. and But I'm still <laughs> going to go with the winner of that wild card game on Monday Night Football is going to, you know, make it to the – well, no – They'll, they'll make it to the NFC Championship game. That's why I picked the Rams really? over the Bucks. So, yeah, Ram, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Rams over the Bucks. So, Rams at Packers, Chiefs at Titans. I'm still going to go with what I had. Both oh, number Chiefs one seeds. No, 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 no. Oh, wait. Uh, no, I, yeah. Um, yeah, both number one seeds uh, winning their respective conferences. So, Super oh, Bowl 56, so Titans, Titans at Packers. That's, that's uh-huh. okay. That's interesting. And then okay. I... I still believe the Packers will win that game. So, yeah. Yeah, and then Aaron Rodgers will uh, go to Denver and uh, win another Super Bowl next year. Mm-hmm. And then Elway will say, no, he's not good enough. <laughs> and get rid of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so that's it, guys, for uh, this uh, special episode for the Divisional Round uh, on Filtered Season 2. Got which episode it is, but, you know. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Can't wait to watch these games and uh, mm-hmm. hope you guys enjoy it. See you. See you. Enjoy the games.